Welcome to the March 6, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and cover the biggest stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. So Bitcoin is currently at 38.25, and it has been going down slightly this morning. Around 5 or 6 a.m. Eastern United States time, Bitcoin approached that $3,900 level. And that has been a key local resistance level, the level to watch to see if Bitcoin can go to $4,200. And $4,200 has been that real long-term resistance level to see if we can go on a bull run or if the market's going to get stopped out and we kind of stay where we were in this trading range between $4,200 and $3,100. So Bitcoin could not overcome $3,900 and it has declined to about $3,825, $3,830 at this moment. And this follows yesterday where Bitcoin rallied from about $3,700 to over $3,800. So we're still holding above that $3,800 level. It's good news that Bitcoin did not fall below $3,700 when its price went down on March 3rd into March 4th. So that $3,700 level support level was at risk of failing. It did not fail, and that's bullish news. But now we can't get through to $3,900 level, at least at this moment. So once again, key levels to watch for today is $3,700. If we go below that, we might retest the bear market low and support level of $3,100. And then 3900 to see if we could actually break out towards 4200 and then maybe beyond that, maybe exit the bear market. There's no guarantee of that. It seems right now the bears are still in control because when Bitcoin went up to 3900 it went right back down. And overall, bear markets tend to last a long time for Bitcoin. It lasts years. Like The last bear market started in late 2013, went through all 2014, 2015, into 2016. So we're probably still in the middle of the bear market, to be honest. But... is the level to watch eventually when we start exiting the bear market. It probably has to rally way beyond that to say the bear market is over. As for the rest of the crypto space, Ethereum is up 2.6%. And by the way, yesterday was quite a bullish day. Everything was way in the green and things are still in the green as of this morning. Uh, Ethereum's at $138. It's about $1.5 billion ahead of Ripple on CoinMarketCap. So Ethereum's solidly in number two. Ripple's of 0.3%. I think it's about back to the same price it was when the Coinbase listing was announced because it went down after the listing. So there was not much of a Coinbase rally. But yeah, it's back to where it was when the listing was announced. EOS up 4.4%. Litecoin up 5.3%. Litecoin's been doing really good since the bear market low in mid-December. It's gone up over 100%. And it keeps adding to it. Litecoin's at $55 now. So Litecoin's been... Practically exiting its bear market, not quite, because technically a bear market is one of asset declines 20% below its peak value, so it's still deep in a bear market. Litecoin was worth hundreds of dollars, like maybe like $300 during the peak of the bull run, but it has been consistently rallying, and that's something we have not seen from Bitcoin. Bitcoin's been kind of stuck between 4200 and 3100 while Litecoin's been consistently rallying. It was at like $24, I think, during the bear market low, and now it's like more than double that. It's at $55. And Litecoin could easily overtake EOS soon. EOS is up today as well. But Litecoin's at a $3.32 billion market cap and EOS is at $3.37 billion. That's not much of a difference. And I think Litecoin could potentially overtake EOS sometime soon, considering the long-term trends here. Bitcoin Cash is up 0.8%. Binance Coin up 1.6%. Binance Coin is another crypto that's been doing really good, rising up the ranks. It surpassed Stellar and Tron. So it far surpassed Stellar. Now it's like $300 million ahead of Stellar in terms of market cap. So Binance Coin is solidly at number eight, Stellar at number nine, and Tron at number 10. 
And Binance Coin could perhaps overtake Tether next. So Tether's not really an asset that you invest in. Tether's a stablecoin pegged to the US dollar. But Binance Coin could overtake that. And that's not that big of a deal because, like I said, Tether's not one of the things you invest in. But that's still interesting to watch Binance Coin rise up the ranks. Now it's at $13.50. Stellar down 0.2%. Tron up 0.1%. And Tron was rallying a lot previously, but it's been caught in sideways to downwards action recently. Bitcoin SV down 0.3%. So we're seeing somewhat of a mixed day on the market. When major cryptocurrencies are mixed, that's often the sign of a pivot point. And we'll see if the market's going to go down today or up. But it probably won't be like this at the end of the day. It'll probably make a decisive move in one direction or another. It usually doesn't just stay mixed. Cardano, ADA, is up 0.7%. Monero, up 1.5%. IOTA, down 1.1%. Dash, down 0.3%. Head down to Dogecoin, it's down 0.7%. So just to recap and summarize, basically Bitcoin tried to hit $3,900 this morning and failed and went down. Now it's at $3,830 and now we're seeing some mixed action on the crypto markets. Could be a sign that we could go down the rest of the day, but we'll have to wait and see hour by hour, day by day. All right, so moving on to a very important story related to the global financial system. So stocks have been rising, and it's been kind of odd. On Christmas Eve, we hit the peak of a crash on the stock market, and it looked like the stocks were about to go into bear market territory, and there was a lot of experts that thought that was going to happen. It was going down a lot. Like the S&P 500 went down as low as just below 2,400, almost to 2,300. And then suddenly the stocks started to rally. They got a second wind, and it was really odd. So stocks already were in a double peak formation, and now it's a triple peak. According to the Dow Jones Industrial Average, these peaks were in January, September, and now it's peaking up again. And usually you see a double peak at the top of a bubble, and it seems like stocks have been in a bubble, and so is the rest of the global financial system, a bubble fueled by debt. But it's a little odd to see a triple peak. So it's like, why is the stock market suddenly going up despite all the negative factors that precipitated that crash that peaked on Christmas Eve? Well, the global money supply reveals everything. So the global money supply in November was around $70 trillion. And this is not just the United States. Like, this is all the fiat currencies in the world combined together. The money supply is $70 trillion according to this chart. And there's different definitions of money supply. This is just one of them. So you get different numbers based on if you include just cash, if you include like checking accounts and cash, etc. You know, and then debt. They can include debt in the money supply sometimes. Kind of crazy. Anyways, so in uh, December when the stocks were crashing, the money supply jumped up to almost seventy-one trillion, and then after it hit its peak of the crash, the money supply really started to jump. It went up to like seventy-two trillion, and now it's at seventy-three trillion. So what we've seen since literally November is a $3 trillion increase in the global money supply. That's $3 trillion of money printing, and that's the point of what I'm talking about today. So it seems like the global stock market and uh, asset markets in general that are based on fiat have been fueled by money printing. And there's different ways the governments of the world could do this, but it's basically called quantitative easing. And this started in 2008 during the Great Recession. By the way, 2008 was when Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin, and then he launched it in like early January 2009. And it's because of the global financial crisis that was what spurred Satoshi Nakamoto to finally do this and create Bitcoin, because he saw that the world needed a decentralized monetary system because money printing went out of control in 2008. 
Basically, the global stock market was absolutely crashing. A bunch of major companies that the country depended on, according to our country at least. Like they said, oh, we need these banks. We need, you know, like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And they bailed out like everyone. They even bailed out the car companies like Ford. And they printed tons of money, trillions of dollars to do this. And now we're actually seeing they're printing trillions of dollars worldwide collectively just to make the market go up. That seems a little dishonest and deceitful to me. And regardless if that's dishonest or not, the effect is that fiat currencies worldwide collectively are weakening. Because as you print trillions of dollars, the value of the fiat currencies go down. And we've been seeing hyperinflation like Venezuela and just like general inflation in a lot of other countries. Even Canada and Mexico have pretty high inflation. And then the United States supposedly has like the least inflation and that's also in line, like, the Swiss franc has, like, the same inflation as the United States, and that's considered, like, a stable amount of inflation, and it's stronger than the rest of the world's inflation, like, in the sense that it's not as much inflation. But anyways, when they're printing trillions of dollars worldwide collectively, it's going to make fiat currency go down. And this is what Bitcoin is created for. Bill Mobile talked about this in an article on Crypto.IQ. He said this is the moment Bitcoin was created for. Well, yeah, if they're going to keep printing trillions of dollars like this, all the fiat currencies collectively worldwide are going to enter inflation and then it becomes hyperinflation at the point where they need to keep printing money just to keep the governments running and to keep their stocks from collapsing and then it requires more and more money and there's nothing back in the money. It could spiral into hyperinflation. So even worldwide inflation, we're definitely seeing worldwide inflation right now that's more than usual from printing $3 trillion worldwide since November. That could cause Bitcoin to start exiting the bear market because Bitcoin is denominated in dollars. So if the dollar is losing value, first off, Bitcoin's value goes up relative to the dollar. And then also, it causes people to choose Bitcoin as a safe haven asset because if they hold a bunch of dollars or some other fiat currency that's weaker, like the Canadian dollar and the Mexican peso, are pretty strong currencies compared to some of them worldwide, but they're also experiencing massive inflation long term so people shouldn't hold their money in mexican pesos if it's losing so much money for example and if they put their money in bitcoin then they can prevent the losses so bitcoin could exit this bear market completely from a hyperinflation or even just a strong inflation event like is probably being brought about right now from trillions of dollars of money printing it looks like there's no end to this and what we've often seen during stock trading days just to prove this is like the market will be crashing during the morning and then towards the middle of the day and then suddenly it spikes up at the end of the day. That's been a very common trend observed on the stock markets. And that represents the governments of the world investing tons of money into stocks to make them go up. And there's all sorts of other mechanisms. We're not going to go into all that right now, but they're definitely doing quantitative easing QE still or whatever you want to call it now. It's basically just like injecting money into the economy that they're printing, that they're just creating out of nowhere. They inject it and then the stocks go up and everyone's happy and the market's not crashing. This can only go on for so long. So the end game of this, like besides like the stock market going up while tons of money's being printed and weakening fiat currencies, causing people to want to invest in Bitcoin, eventually the stock market will crash. They can't keep this going forever. That's inevitable. You'll talk to a lot of stock people and they'll be like, nah, it'll probably go up long term. You know, Trump's doing really good. Nah, this is a charade. It can't go on forever. So I think it's really important to have some Bitcoin at this time. As just a little bit at least. Because what if the whole fiat currency system collapses? Like right now it's not looking so good even though the market's going up. That's a bad sign because literally they're printing trillions of dollars just to make it go up a little. That shows very strong weakness in the economy. What if the stocks go down and crash? That'll cause even more money printing. We'll see money printing like we've never seen before, even more than 2008. And 
So it might seem kind of distant. It might seem like a slow process right now of money printing relatively, even though it's not that slow, $3 trillion since November. But eventually, if the stocks crash, it could happen like overnight. Tons of money printing, fiat currencies, hyperinflating. It could literally happen tomorrow. That's just speculation. But I'm just saying that like, it could all change in a moment. If the stocks start crashing despite this trillions of dollars of money printing, and that's possible, then we're talking like some serious problems in the global economy. And Bitcoin is pretty much like the asset to invest in to hedge against the global economy if the global economy declines from fiat money printing. So let that be good news for all you Bitcoiners because basically this bear market cannot last forever because of what's going on in the world. Yeah, we're in a bear market, but... Bitcoin probably will go back to its all-time high eventually because of this situation, precisely. In other news, so there's these Blockstream satellites that have the whole Bitcoin blockchain on them. So it's basically like you don't even need like real internet anymore. I mean, satellites like around the world counts as internet in my opinion. It's like a form of internet, but it's not like the actual main internet that runs through the world. So there's like there's all these Blockstream satellites circling overhead, and you can actually connect to them to run a Bitcoin node. Well, people are sending a bunch of messages into space with them. Like, people are actually using the Lightning Network, and then they can send a message into space and then broadcast it to the whole world. I think that's pretty new and innovative. It's kind of like Twitter or Facebook in space, and everyone in the world that has a satellite receiver can receive your message. So that's a new form of social media, space social media, and it's being brought about by the Bitcoin Lightning Network and these Bitcoin Blockstream satellites. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So if you want to send a message to the whole world in a decentralized way where you can send anything you want, that's the way to do it. I think this could be useful in the future to break through uh, government, you know, censorship. And even like now, like there's some countries that have like wars and stuff and little rebellions. Like literally, they could be broadcasting messages to each other through this uh, Blockstream satellite network in order to get around any censorship or bans and communicate with each other. Like let's say there's like people fighting the government that could do that. But there's all sorts of other uses, too. You can just play around with it for fun. Anyways, another story of the day. There's this cryptocurrency exchange called WEX, and it's a successor to BTCE. I've already written a story about WEX a long time in the past, and WEX was not doing good. It seems like they were kind of going bankrupt and scamming people along the way. So today's story is perhaps not surprising. WEX has been linked to a ransomware scheme called SamSam. And apparently they were laundering it, and this kind of follows in the footsteps of BTCE. And BTCE, in the early days, like when I started in Bitcoin, like five, six years ago, BTCE was one of the big exchanges in the world. And then they got busted for like $4 billion of money laundering. So they kind of like got way more aggressive with money laundering than any other exchange. Because you could say in the past that any crypto exchange, and even now, could be used for money laundering, but I think BTCE according to like all the data that's out there was actually aggressively trying to launder money. So like their founders kind of like in prison in some country, like there was a bunch of countries fighting over him. Like Russia was fighting Greece, fighting France or something to like extradite him. But anyway, so then Wex formed from the ashes of BTCE and it's just following its footsteps in a smaller way, laundering some money, scamming some users. So yeah, I guess don't use Wex. Why would you want to use Wex? In other news, one broker, which was like a crypto derivatives trading platform, I think it was based in the Marshall Islands. It was like the biggest crypto company they had there. It was charged with uh, trading securities in the United States. like, And they didn't technically allow United States users, but they didn't ban them either. Like if someone in the U.S. signed up, they would see a disclaimer saying like, don't sign up. And then they could like use a VPN or maybe not even. They just like signed up and they would trade securities on one broker. So the C... 
SEC and CFTC charged them with that. And apparently one broker settled the lawsuit today without admitting any fault. And I'm not exactly sure with uh, what the penalty was here. But anyways, one broker says that one broker is done. They're closing it down, but they're going to have a fresh start and start something new. And they say that's the best way to move forward. So one broker is gone. The SEC and CFTC cracked down on it. And that should be a good warning for any of these crypto derivatives trading platforms. And I think BitMEX took the warning loud and clear. We talked about it uh, on one of the last shows recently. Basically, BitMEX like, had banned United States users in 2015 because of the security laws. But now they've really banned United States users. They made it clear without a doubt that they absolutely do not want United States users. They took measures to protect themselves against having any United States users. And then if someone in the United States goes through all the hurdles and loopholes to try to like open up a BitMEX account, it's kind of like on them for trading securities against the law in the United States. So other platforms should also keep in mind that just like they should not allow any United States users because look what happened to one broker. One broker was a pretty profitable company. And then because there are some people in the United States using it, they got totally destroyed by this SEC and CFTC. So that's all we have for you today on this March 6, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back for another exciting episode tomorrow and also go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. Also join the Crypto.IQ trading desk. They made over 280% profit since July, despite the worst of the bear market happening during that time. And if you join the Crypto.IQ trading desk, you can see their trades and analysis in real time and ask them as many questions as you want in real time and they'll answer all of your questions. And there's a two-week free trial right now. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I remain in space.